Valentine's, and I get a hundred down as a retainer from strangers. And as for being too tough, most of my clients start out either by weeping down my shirt or bawling me out to show who's boss. Usually, they end up very reasonable, if they're still alive. Do you lose many? Not if they treat me right. You'll do, Marlowe. Twenty-five a day it is. Now, I, uh, I want you to find my wife. Okay, I'll find your wife. She's been gone a month. In uh, May, she went up to a cabin we have in the mountains near Puma Point. It's a private lake uh, three miles from the village. I own it with two other men. Uh, we all build cabins there, a little, little fawn lake. The only people up there all the time are Bill Chess and his wife. He's a disabled war veteran. He looks after the place in return for living rent-free. Crystal was due to come back down to L.A. on the 12th of June for a party. And she she never showed up. What have you done about it? Nothing. Why not? Read this telegraph. El Paso, June 14. Am crossing to get Mexican divorce. Stop. We'll marry Chris. Stop. Good luck and goodbye, Crystal. Who's Chris? Chris Lavery. She can have him and he can have her and to hell with both of them. And why am I here? Crystal and I uh, have been washed up for years. We, uh, we live our own lives. She has 20000 a year from her family's oil business. She plays around. This uh, Lavery is a professional chaser. I was just surprised that she'd actually marry him. Beyond that, uh, I didn't care. And, uh, until the day before yesterday. What happened? I met Lavery in the street here. Uh, he said he didn't know where Crystal was, hadn't seen her in two months, and hadn't gone away with her. And you believed him? Oh, I know these tomcats, Marlowe. She might have got tired of him and tossed him out. Well, you'll have to prove it. Marlowe, uh, I have a good job here, but a, a job is all it is. I have no private money. I, I can't stand a scandal. What kind of a scandal? Well, Crystal is wild. She, she's pretty wild. She drinks too much. She steals things for thrills. She's a, she's a sucker for danger and the wrong man. Well, this wire is a month old. If she got in trouble, you'd have heard. Oh, you're making me feel better. Uh, too many other things could have happened to her. I'll start by talking to Lavery. Uh, give me a photograph of your wife. Well, this is the uh, best I have. It's her and Lavery on the beach. Oh, give me a note to your man, Bill Chess. I'll go up to the lake next. Uh, don't say who I am. Just tell him to show me around. Uh, one other thing. Now, uh, two weeks ago, the Prescott Hotel in San Bernardino got in touch with me and, uh, and said a Packard was unclaimed in their garage. Uh, it was Crystal's car. I sent him a check and told him to hold on to it. Uh, she must have driven down there to catch the train to El Paso. Where does Lavery live? Somewhere in Bay City, uh... Miss Fromson will tell you. Uh, he worked for the company here at one time. Uh, Mr. Kingsley, uh, are you holding anything back? Anything important? Marlowe, I, I just want to know where she is and, and if she's all right. I'll find her. Lavery lived at 623 Altair Street. Miss Fromson told me. I had the impression that Chris Lavery was not a pleasant thought to her. Altair Street was to the north of Bay City, on the edge of the cool blue sweep of bay out to the point at Malibu. It was a short street with only three houses. One of them belonged to a Dr. Almore. Across from it was a bungalow, 
clinging like a vine to the hillside. You make a hell of a lot of noise. Mr. Lavery? So? I'm working for Mr. DeRace Kingsley. The hell with both of you. Ah, oh, don't be childish. You know I'm going to talk to you, and you're going to talk to me. Hell. Come in, then. I was just on my way to the beach. Make it snappy. Just tell me where she is, and then we won't be bothering you. I don't need any private dicks today, or any day. I'm paid to stay. Uh, tell me about this telegraph. I didn't go to El Paso with Crystal. I told Kingsley that. Then why would she send a wire saying she was going to marry you? I haven't the faintest idea. You didn't have any idea of marrying her? She has money. It would be too tough a way to make it. Yeah. Kingsley doesn't care if you do run off with his wife. He just wants to feel sure that she isn't in trouble. What kind of trouble? Well, this wire has to mean something. She was always full of tricks. I was supposed to run up there. To the lake? I didn't. I was sick of her. I'd like it better if you did go to El Paso and split up there. Could you tell it that way? I told you I didn't. Can't you remember that? I'll remember it when I believe it. Go climb up your thumb. Take the air. You're wasting my time and your own. What line of business are you in, Lavery? I'm expecting a commission in the Navy any day. You ought to do well at that. So long, Snooper, and don't bother to come back. I may have to come back. You still think I'm lying? I think you've something on your mind. Thanks for your help. I sat outside of my Chrysler, listening to my new radio, trying to decide whether it was worth hiring somebody to tail Avery. I decided it wasn't. A thin man in dark glasses got out of a black Cadillac across the street and went up the path to the doctor's house. He carried a doctor's bag. He stopped to stare at me before he went in. Then he came to the window and stared at me, went away, came back, and stared at me again. This was interesting, if at all, only because he was a doctor. Doctors, as a rule, are the least curious of men. They've heard it all. But Dr. Almore was more than interested in me. He was bothered. Next time he came to the window, he was talking into a telephone. Then he sat down, as if waiting. I waited with him for no reason at all. Doctors look out of their front windows. Doctors frown. Doctors have things on their minds and show the strain. Doctors are just people, born to sorrow, fighting the long, grim fight like the rest of us. It took about five minutes. You just parked here, or are you waiting for somebody? So, that's the answer to the pantomime, huh? What pantomime? Nervous Nelly in the telephone, calling the cops. Let me see your driver's license. You fellows ever flash a badge, or is acting tough all the identification you need? If I have to get tough, fella, you'll know it. DeGarmo, Detective Lieutenant. Pleased to meet you, Lieutenant. Here's both my licenses. A peeper. Tell me why you're down here casing Dr. Almore's place. I never heard of Dr. Almore. What's your grip, then? We don't like peepers in Bay City. Is that so? Talk it up. Did her folks hire you? No. 
Never heard of her either. The last boy that tried it ended up on the road gang. Tried what? Tried to put the bite on. Well, he looks like an easy man to bite. You want to ride down to headquarters? I'm not interested in Dr. Almore. I'm here visiting a friend and looking at the view. Straight goods? Straight goods. Ah, Almore's screwy. He ought to see a doctor. Stay off our reservation and you won't make enemies. Go on. Beat it. San Bernardino baked and shimmered in the afternoon heat. I stopped long enough to buy a pint of liquor in case I fainted before I got to the mountains and started up the long grade to Crestline and Puma Lake, thinking about what Kingsley had told me on the phone about Dr. Almore. He had been Crystal's doctor for a while, and his wife had committed suicide over a year ago. It still didn't give me a reason to be interested. Puma Lake Dam had an armed sentry at each end and one in the middle. Beyond these details, the war didn't seem to have done anything much to it. Canoes and speedboats and fishermen were all over it. The landscape began to be full of girls in gaudy slacks and snoods and peasant handkerchiefs and rat rolls and fat-soled sandals and fat white thighs. A mile from the village, a road curved up into the mountains, signposted to Little Fawn Lake. Beyond the gate was a small oval lake, deep in trees, like a drop of dew caught in a curled leaf. At the near end was a rough concrete dam with a rope handrail along the top. Across the lake, there were three large redwood cabins, shut up and quiet. At the far end was what looked like a small jetty and a band pavilion. On my side was a smaller cabin, where I found Bill Chess. This is...